0: Even with warmer weather on the horizon, Deeks Insurance would like to remind us to bundle up. Bundle up home and auto insurance, that is. More and more of Deeks customers are saving by combining their home and auto policies with plans that fit their needs. Founded with family and community in mind, Deeks is a licensed insurance brokerage that offers preferred rates for members of faith-based organizations. To see how Deeks can help you save, visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters.
1: The real core of it is communicating that you actually like them as a person. Every parent loves their kids, right? Oh, I love my kids. Yeah, But do you like them? Do you like being (laughs) with them? Do you like their personalities? Are they people that you value just because of who they are, not what they are going to accomplish or what they've done?
2: Insights from Matt Jacobson describing how you and I can better parent our children through intentionality and respect, encouragement, even a hug from time to time. Uh, Matt and his wife Lisa are back with us today on Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, we had a wonderful conversation
3: last time with the Jacobsons, uh, gleaning many of their insights from raising eight, eight, that's right, count them, eight kids, And I so appreciated their vulnerability and simple, down-to-earth approach, really. Matt and Lisa aren't experts by any means. They've made mistakes and have struggled at times in their parenting journey. But along the way, they've learned to love their children well, which I think if you read Scripture, that's the most important thing. Last time, they shared some great tips for raising sons and daughters, and I'm looking forward to more of the same today. If you missed the conversation last time, you can get the download or a CD copy or get our uh, app so you can
2: listen on the go. Yeah, the Jacobsons have a great message for parents born out of their experiences and uh, based on Scripture, and they've written a couple of books, 100 Ways to Love Your Daughter and 100 Ways to Love Your Son. And you can find those books and more, including the audio from our conversation last time, at focusonthefamily.ca or call for details, 800 the letter a in the word family John, we should
3: also mention our seven traits of effective parenting assessment. Uh, This is a free online resource based on research that's designed to help you maximize your role as mom or dad. Uh, There's no formula for perfect parenting, but there are some predictors or factors that will help your kids thrive. Things like adaptability, boundaries, and grace and forgiveness. Uh, You can learn more about
2: all the seven traits when you take the assessment at our website. And again, that's focusonthefamily.ca. And now let's return to our conversation with Matt and Lisa Jacobson on Focus on the Family. Let's get
3: to your family mottos. Okay. I think we have a couple of those. <laughs> uh, first of all, these aren't rules, obviously. Nope. These are mottos. Mottos. Um, so what are they?
1: Well, uh, one of the principal ones is Jacobsons never give up. And where that gets applied is if the child is given a job to do And somehow it's just so hard and I just can't do it. Well, Jacobson's never give up. So uh, you get to stay at it. And we work until the job's done, not until we're tired and don't want to do it anymore. So, and, and that's something that we've just spoken into their hearts from a very early age.
3: Do you have a, I think you have
1: a wood cutting example, right? Uh, sure. I would think, being from the Northwest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, we have a fireplace and, and we like a good, Lisa especially likes a good blaze in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the winter. Uh, and what I do is I uh, get a couple cords of rounds. That's the tree cut as a round, not cut into firewood. And I give the job to the boys and... And I, and in this case, I tell them, "Hey, you work like a man, you get paid like a man." But uh, so they're out there working away, and then the youngest of, at the time, the youngest said, "I'm just getting tired. I don't." And the older two go, Jacobson's never give up. So we're going to stay here until this gets done. <laughs> and I think uh, he was
4: five. Like, you're six. Oh, you're was, oh, No, no, no. Oh, they're young. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. By yeah.
1: the time Britain... But he could
4: carry wood in the
1: Axe-wielding house. five-year-olds. Oh, my. Well, he, that, I think he got to pack <laughs> the wood. Mostly he had to pack the wood <laughs> in the house. Yeah. I know how much... But, yeah, but from the age of, I would say, eight on, eight or nine on, Britain, our oldest, and then the other uh, kids as they came along... Handled the wood. I never touched it for for years. I've never cut wood. I've never started a fire except on a, the random occasion. So the kids, we give kids the jobs and then we expect them to do it. So that's Jacobson's never give up, and then uh, there's always a way to get something done.
3: Yeah, uh, Lisa, do you got one of the three or four that is your favorite of the mottos. <laughs> never give up, obviously. Never give in.
4: There's always a way to get something done. Is super helpful. Like are you, your child will come in the room and they just have that. I don't know what to do. And and aren't we all fixers or is that just me? Like I just want to help them. Can't you see that all you need to do instead of st- stopping myself and going,
0: hmm.
4: no, the best thing I can do is equip you to figure out, you can figure out what needs to happen here. And this even just came up last week when um, we had an issue in the kitchen and our youngest son and whom I'm most prone to, Help. (laughs) He's got those big blue eyes. He's He's
3: got all those big blue eyes. (laughs) He just kind of gives me this little helpless
4: look, and I'm just (laughs) getting ready to. I thought, no, Lisa, don't do it. (laughs) Son, you can figure this out.
3: Yeah, that's good. Those are really good. Um, Lisa, I do want to circle back on the beauty question because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, again, this is such a struggle for so many women and young women, particularly. What is a practical way, both for moms and then maybe Matt, you could tell me for dads to to really affirm them in how God has created them. I want to make sure we hit that very squarely. And, you know, cover the gambit. Not everybody is going to be the front page of Vogue or whatever. And how do you become comfortable as a young woman in how God and who God has made you?
4: Well, I'll start off with a mistake I made early on, is that I didn't want to emphasize beauty or looks because I thought that was a bad thing I thought that was just emphasizing all the wrong things so I talked a lot about how smart my girls were or how talented they were and I rarely talked about their looks and then when they were in their teenage years um, several of the girls said to me like mom do you think I'm beautiful I'm like how Of course you're beautiful didn't you know that and i had i didn't think you would struggle with that and i didn't know that that you needed to hear that from me so i switched tactics Mm. about that point and thought okay i need to be pouring into it i do need to emphasize those things i do think you're beautiful and, and that doesn't have to be a surface thing beauty is so much more than surface but the girls they they did need to hear that they're attractive and they have beautiful eyes or lovely hair or lots of other positive traits this
2: was an experience that my wife had to go through Mm -hmm. her mom had a real emphasis on beauty not not vanity but just in beauty and and I think Dina will tell you she kind of reacted the other end of the spectrum and Mm -hmm. same thing with our girls she did not emphasize a lot of that Mm -hmm. and um, I, I think the Lord allowed me to kind of speak into that part of their life in a way that she just didn't feel comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. So we really are a team when it comes to parenting. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good
3: point. And, uh, yeah. So, um, you also urge parents to respect their kids. Um, some parents, this is huge because I think this is the relational breaking point when a parent can't develop or chooses not to develop respect. And there's maybe some good Rationalization, right? If you, if you saw the way my child does not clean his room, does not do these things I expect of him, you wouldn't respect him either. So speak to me as that dad with that attitude.
1: Well, absolutely. So uh, we like to say relative to the marriage relationship, if, if a man isn't respecting his wife, he's in the process of destroying his marriage. Hmm. And it's absolutely the same in, with your kids. If wow. you don't learn to respect your kids, you're actually creating distance. And I want to tell on myself, so we had a men's meeting yesterday morning in our church, and my, the older sons that are at home attend, and we were going around offering prayer requests, but I've got, we've got this one son who's pretty stoic, doesn't say much of anything, but he's a very loving child, but he's just not very communicative. And I turned to him and I said, hey, Sonny, you got something you want to share? Anyway, I put him on the spot. He, he's 18, going on 19, but I put him on the spot in front of all the other men. The next morning we had a conversation, and he said, dad, I didn't feel respected by you mm. in that moment. Oh, that's interesting. And and so uh, that's the last thing I want my kids to think is that I don't respect them. So I got to apologize to him and ask forgiveness. And so, uh, but it's it's super critical to, uh, especially we're talking about those intervening years where they're transitioning to adulthood. Yeah. They're going to make a ton of mistakes. And remember how perfect you were as a parent <laughs> at that age, remember how far along you were, right, yeah, and so we shouldn't expect our kids to encounter life and respond to it as we do as mature adults yeah let, let me ask you though, Matt, real practical mm-hmm. uh, what does that respect look like
3: what i mean again i could I could easily fall into the same trap that you had because mm-hmm. I'm trying to pull him out, I think I'm doing something. Good to right. say to him, yep. hey, do you have anything in front of everybody else? And maybe he'll step up and have the courage yep. that I'm helping to develop yeah, right. <laughs> uh, to say something in front of eight, sure. 10, 12 other guys. Yep. Yep. Um, so, how, how do you, ma- what is respect toward your kids? What does it look like? What are those things that we should well, be communicating? The
1: first, the first thing that we would tell our kids is you, you, you don't get respect because you walked in the room, you get respect because you earned it. Okay so when they uh, respond to maybe a large job that they're given when they're faithful with chores that they've had mm-hmm. and day in day out they take care of them when they do really well on their schooling because they've applied themselves and they've studied and they've worked hard and have achieved something that those are all moments big and small and and if it's a toddler and he you said take the cup and put it in the kitchen you know you affirm him in that but telling your sons the words. See, we all have these deep, wonderful feelings for our kids, right? But they're not worth anything if we don't actually communicate to them mm. those deep, wonderful feelings. So personally, I'm looking for opportunities all the time. Um, and if it's a, a specific accomplishment or if it's just a an analysis that one of the kids made of some news story they saw, uh-huh. I'm affirming that. And I say, man, I really respect how you think. I really... Really love the way your brain works. Yeah, just looking for opportunities to give respect, and one of the ways to give respect to your kids is to stay out of the way of their sometimes good and sometimes bad decisions. Yeah, that's so hard. But so, it is so hard because we want to jump
3: better. in and straighten out yep. the crooked road, and here's the better path. and yep. let me don't do that and do this. Um, in that regard, um, would you encourage a dad or a mom to actually, especially with their older teen? children, because I could see that even in my own relationship, it'd be good for me to sit down and say, how can I show you respect? Mm-hmm. What do I do today that undermines my respect for you? Because my respect for you is sky high. Absolutely. But sometimes, you know, the way I ask a question or the way mm-hmm. I engage with you may, mm-hmm. may communicate uh, a lack of respect. And that's never my intention. Sure. But can you help me better understand? That's how I would have to do it. Because sometimes I'm just
1: thick headed, right? Sure. Sure. Well, we want the best and we know the best, right? We think we do. Yeah. And we're we're so ready with uh, our advice. I've actually asked my kids that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that. I'm thinking of one in particular. And he said, every time we get together to talk, I feel like you're coming at me with your answer as opposed to just letting me figure it out. And uh, even though that's one of our mottos in life, you can figure it out. Uh, but, as they 're older teens, and the stakes are getting higher for the decisions that they make, yeah. you go okay there 's some serious ditches on the side of uh, either side of right. this road, and you kind of want to weigh in a little more heav- heavily, but you have to let your kid be the person that God created them to be well, let me let me say it this way because i 'm learning this ditches aren 't
3: all bad no they 're very instructive they 're very instructive yep. they 're very tough define that ditch, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. But I'm just saying that the Lord is in the ditch too with Mm -hmm. you. And I I just see so many strong young people that have moments of weakness, they fall into the ditch. And then when you can parent well in that environment to Mm -hmm. allow them to crawl Mm -hmm. out of that ditch, that can be a lifelong spiritual education. And it could be used to get them closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And isn't it an irony that we will pray as a couple Mm -hmm. in bed at night, Lord, I pray for our kids. I pray for our child, that he would grow closer to you. And then the Lord says, okay. And then he takes them into a ditch to get them closer to him. And we panic. And isn't that an irony
1: that we would panic in that environment rather (laughs) than be doing all the good things we've talked about so far? No, it is. But you can even verbalize that to your son or daughter. You can say, "Um, this is what I see. And here are the options. Here are the potential consequences. But it's your decision to
2: make. And I'm going to respect you whatever decision you make. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment.
3: When Holly's son was considering suicide, she called a Focus on the Family counselor.
4: All those years I'd been listening to Focus, I was thinking about how they were like that practical guide for me. That was sound advice I could get from them. I didn't really know where else to turn.
3: I'm Jim Daly. Together, we can rescue hurting parents like Holly and give families hope. Donate today at focusonthefamily.ca slash give.
1: Financial Moments
5: with Tom Copeland.
0: In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Money and material things can easily become our master, and a distraction from so many things of eternal value, such as your relationship with Christ, relationship with spouse, children, ministry work, and investing money in God's ministries. Here are some indicators that you could be serving money rather than God. Excessive hard work, very limited or no time with God each day, little or no involvement in ministry, giving very little to God's work, and a selfish lifestyle with no desire to give to God's work. See the parable of the rich fool in Luke chapter 12. In summary, prayerfully ask God to enable you to focus on serving Him rather than money and material things.
2: Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming.
3: Lisa, let me ask you something that was on your website about that transition from... You know, working in a job that you enjoyed, getting married, uh, then you talk about having kids, and now the importance of having at least one parent at home, and mom, is that going to be you? And that was a discussion Jean and I had. I mean, she was coming out of a, she was in the lab at a university teaching students about a gene splicing with nuclear material. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what are you doing? and uh you know when we were getting pregnant that wasn't a good environment for the health of trent it would have been at that time but ha- setting that aside and then seeing the job of being a mom and the importance of it ha- how did you process all that
4: yeah, becoming a mother was a huge shock to me um <laughs> <laughs> because i i was raised in a more, a home that was just more a little more career-minded i had lots of i traveled a lot i had a lot of schooling and so Becoming a mother and all of a sudden having this huge responsibility in these little people was overwhelming to me. It was a big adjustment. And I I thought I would be better prepared for it. I thought it was the first time I found myself in a place that I, I didn't feel like I was good at it. And I knew the stakes were high. Like I knew I was impacting these people's lives. And um, so it it really threw me on my knees to say, Okay, Lord, you're gonna have to help me see what I can do here and how I need to, to grow as a person.
3: Yeah, and I, I think, boy, I resonate with that idea that you came from a family that valued education, professionalism, the degrees. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jean would have come from that as well. And I just think for that woman particularly to then value uh, being a great mom and mm-hmm. what it's going to take to do that, there's so much pressure
4: mm-hmm.
3: on young women today. To be everything. Oh, yeah. And ha- you can't do it. Yeah. What advice in that way for that 27 year old who's been married two years? They're talking about getting pregnant. What advice do you have for that woman who's maybe in a career that she's enjoying?
4: Well, so personally, I believe you get one shot at being a mother and impacting these children's lives. And so for me, I would say, go all out and be a mother. And not that I didn't do other things occasionally. And um, I did have, um, I helped Matt with his business at times, but my whole focus was my home.
3: Let me ask you though, how how does a woman, I agree. It's an Mm -hmm. awesome responsibility to Mm -hmm. put all your attention in that direction, not to derive you know, what the world's going to say. What are you you doing? Don't you like selling things? I mean, (laughs) no, (laughs) But, but where did they derive their sense of meaning and worth in that regard. Um, I think it's scrambled right now for mm-hmm. a lot of 25 to 40-year-old women.
4: Yeah, well, when I um, I have a lot of younger women in my life um, that I disciple and, and mentor, and I tell them I actually didn't do a lot of other things. When I was raising young kids, I was mostly at home. It's a full-time job, and it makes such a difference, those foundational years, for more pleasant years ahead.
3: Well, do they exhale or do they get aggravated? Or both?
4: Um, probably exhale.
3: They it's actually need okay. permission
4: to go, you know what, it's okay for this season. It doesn't mean it's going to be forever. They know that now that my kids are older and most of them are of the house, that I am doing a lot of other things, and I'm excited to do those things. But back then, I said, I just didn't really do much. I was really at home with my kids. And it made for pleasant teenage years. It, and they see the relationships I have with my our uh, 20-year-old daughters and sons. And it's a beautiful thing that those investment years totally, if you will, paid off.
3: Well, and I think what I'm driving at is trying to raise the value of of being at home. I mean, it's
1: priceless. And it's far better than selling credit cards, let me tell you, I think. Well, absolutely. And when you have a vision mm-hmm. for what God is doing in the world, yeah. and he's doing it through you with these first disciples that he mm-hmm. entrusted to you, because you really are discipling them, right? And the Bible talks about... Raising your child in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And that, that can only happen with a real concerted focus. And again, putting the priorities where God puts them. Because God talks of children as this great blessing, this great inheritance that you're receiving. Your quiver. Your quiver. So <laughs> so am I valuing my kids in the manner that the Bible values them and and the Hmm. the emphasis that the bible places on them and so if you align yourself with that kind of thinking once again i go back to the priority uh question you always have time for your real priorities
3: that's it's a a great self-reflection let me ask you about identity and building a child's identity in christ Uh, i think you know we've touched on it but you encourage parents to speak god's truth and do their children's minds and hearts how have you done that with your own children
1: Well, we've started out just by uh, having a great marriage, okay? And concentrating on it. It, Absolutely. And I know that a lot of people can't do that because of life and where it it has taken them. But it's super important for a husband and a wife to to live in harmony with each other and to love each other and to respect each other. That's a great identity starting place for your kids that they see this modeled and they they have a sense of security uh, in the marriage and and in the home. But uh, also you get to do it by example on other non marriage related things. How am I interacting with in challenges? How am I how am I responding, giving them an example to follow? and then just speaking very directly into their lives about what God's doing in the world. And you're part of that. You are what God's doing in the world. You've got this tremendous place, this tremendous gifting that's going to unfold over time. God has a great use of that for his kingdom. And so giving them a vision and a perspective uh, for, uh, for who they are and also teaching your kids not to evaluate their own personal worth based on the things that they're looking at in society. So much of it is is artificial. So much of it is uh, has nothing to do with reality and yet those images, those messages from the advertising world for instance that you know you really don't measure up. Teaching them to recognize that that's not the voice of truth speaking to them. God values them tremendously. And so giving them a biblical perspective on who they are and how God values them, yeah. that's the starting place. And then celebrating their gifts as they come along. We have one son. Uh, his name is Dauntless, and, which means undauntable. And boy, does he embody that name.
2: <laughs> he, he signed he's, up. He's 16,
1: and he's ready to run a country, you know? Um, <laughs> Good for him. But, but what, what I've told him and what we tell our other kids You've got this great gifting, and we love it, even though sometimes it kind of comes back our way. But, uh, but we love that gifting that God has given you. And just to help them see the awesome creation that they are and speaking that into their lives on a regular basis. Yeah,
3: and I so appreciate that. Let, in the end here, if we can, let the nitty-gritty of where it's gone wrong... And I'm mindful of that. I feel like, you know, we have a really good relationship with our boys. It's, it's almost sweeter by the day. Awesome. And I love that. that is awesome. You know, we've gone through our difficulties at junior high and high school that are so common. It's called independence, right? Sure. And uh, parents struggle with that yep. phase. Yep. Uh, kids struggle with that phase. And Jean, my wife, has done such a good job of kind of letting go. Yeah. And it's hard for a mom, and I observed it. And we would talk about it, and we'd have our pillow prayer time, and you know how how do we let them own their decision making now? And and she she's just done a fantastic job, and it's been great to see our boys turn to us right. rather than away from us. Yep. But I'm mindful of the parents that are going, mm, my kid's now 22. We don't have that relationship i didn't learn that lesson soon enough there's angst mm-hmm. there's pain there may not even be connection mm-hmm. because that child um, you know they just they were, they walked away what do you do when that's happening how do you and i'm sure you've counseled people how do you begin as the adult as the older adult
1: to repair that damage mm-hmm. well uh, damage comes from a lot of different sources and uh, sometimes it's parent-inflicted. Sometimes it's based on the decisions that a child made and the path that it set them on and the decisions that they keep making on that path. Sure. So uh, the only thing you can do is do what the prodigal son's father did. He stood, and he was ready with open arms. Ran to him. He he was ready. And uh, just to have that open posture, even if your child has hurt you deeply, to have that posture of, you know what? I believe in what God wants to do in your life, and I love you. Communicate that you love them. Own the mistakes if you've made them. Mm. Own them. Um, Lisa and I have both had to ask forgiveness of our children uh, individually from one time or another for mistakes that we've made for for uh, responding in the flesh and whatever it is that, that that was negative that you did, that you own own it. Speak that to your child. Tell them that you recognize that you've made a mistake. And, and then ask for forgiveness. And yeah. and it's it puts you in a humble position. But I think that's exactly where God would have us as parents, is to have a humble heart in what we're doing. And the main thing is, uh, if, if you're in a circumstance like that, is to have this open heart policy. I'm so ready for you to come home. Yeah. Wow, this
3: has been so good. And I hope you, uh, the listener or viewer, We'll order copies of these two great books, 100 Ways to Love Your Son, 100 Ways to Love Your Daughter, uh, right there from Focus on the Family Canada. And remember, when you make that purchase through Focus Canada, all those proceeds go right back into helping marriages, helping parents, helping save babies' lives. So I don't know that we can make that offer any better for you, but
2: uh, go to Focus Canada and order these resources today. Yeah, we're supported by those who listen and watch, and uh, we would rely on your donations in the coming months if you'd be... Uh, capable of making a, a generous donation. So uh, contact us today. Contribute as you can and request uh, either one of these books, 100 Ways to Love Your Son or 100 Ways to Love Your Daughter. Our number is 800 A Family, and online. Uh, we're at focusonthefamily.ca. And on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family.
5: When it comes to your kids, wouldn't it be great to find a place where they can have safe, fun, imaginative adventures, all just a click away?
0: And now, Adventures in
4: Odyssey.
5: The Adventures in Odyssey Club is a perfect place for kids ages 8 to 12 to access trusted, faith-building entertainment through a safe online club.
0: Want to join our group, Rose? Oh, I'd love to.
5: You'll have access to almost the entire library of Adventures in Odyssey audio dramas, Plus, exclusive monthly episodes and content available to club members only.
2: This special club episode you're about to hear tells the truth.
5: Plus, true story. you'll get a monthly subscription to Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, filled with exciting stories, jokes, puzzles, and crafts. It's faith filled, family friendly, kid approved.
1: And thank you for supporting the Odyssey Middle School Drama Club.
5: Of course. Sign up for the Adventures in Odyssey Club in just minutes at AIOclub.org radio.
4: The seasons of your life are always moving forward. Singlehood, marriage, parenting. And through it all, Focus on the Family is alongside you with encouragement from a biblical perspective. And now we have a new tool that gathers our trusted guidance and support together in one place the enhanced Focus on the Family app. With it, you can listen to the Focus on the Family broadcast, engage our social media, or make a donation. Download it today from the App Store or Google Play.